What's up, lady ballers? Welcome back. We're soccer props, and it's game time. Oh, let's just dive right in. We love hearing what you're doing with equipping female athletes with skills and strategies just to make sure that they're getting as confident as they can and performing at their best. Um, so we'd love to find out more about um, something that we think a lot of our athletes find they are challenged and struggling with, which is finding a positive mindset. Um, and we know you've spoken about this on your on your um, Facebook Live, but what are some habits that female athletes can do to be mentally strong? Yeah. So first of all, it is very, it's, it's normal. Every single athlete that has ever competed or played in any sport to exist faces some similar things, right? Like they feel that pressure of the pregame nerves. Um, they feel like they need to perform or maybe not let somebody down, whether that's themselves or their coaches or their parents or teammates or whatever it is. Every single athlete makes mistakes and has to be able to navigate, like how to respond to that mistake. Um, you know, so it's not, it's not like, um, you're alone in these things that, that you're facing or that athletes face. It's really the ability though, to be able to respond and navigate those things. So, um, in order to, to respond positively in order to have that positive mindset. And honestly, we, um, we don't necessarily talk a lot about like positive mindset. We talk more about like productive, um, because a lot of times when we say like, just be positive, our brain is like, well, this is a really like crappy situation that I don't want to be in. And I don't want to be positive right now, but like, how can we be productive? And a lot of that comes through our self-talk. So, um, you know, athletes who have that productive, um, mindset and are, are talking to themselves in a way that is helpful and useful are ones that are, first of all, just aware of what they're saying. And, many times we're not saying super nice things to ourselves on the inside, whether that's just about like our own abilities or like that mistake that we made and we're just beating ourselves up. So, um, you know, athletes who elite athletes and athletes who are able to navigate these common struggles, um, have self-talk that, um, is productive. So they're aware of when they're speaking negatively to themselves and they're speaking in a way that's not helpful. And they have a strategy to be able to turn that around to make it more productive and more useful. So that I'd say would be the first routines are super important too. So having like a solid pregame routine, um, a routine to be able to come back from a mistake, um, and utilize that breath work to be able to kind of recenter and then a post-competition routine as well. Um, and then the last one would be visualization. So, um, preparing and planning ahead of time for not only those big moments, but for the moments that happen all the time, like you, you mess up or like a teammate says something to you that gets you off track, like having, like being able to like re mentally rehearse that, um, in combination with having like the physical skills and training is really what allows us to show up when those moments, um, present themselves. So there's three quick ones. <laughs> That's awesome. And we personally just remember making so many mistakes in college and like putting our heads down, like feeling terrible about ourselves, what piece of advice would you give a player who makes a mistake while they're playing? Like what should their next step be? You know, instead of going the negative route, like how can we come out of this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great question. So the first thing would take be to take like an intentional breath. And I know it sounds simple, but honestly, it's a lot of times the simplest things that are the ones that are the hardest to do or that we don't do. So just taking a nice deep inhale through your nose, filling your belly, filling your lungs, and then exhaling and releasing. So many times when we're competing or the pressure is high or 
you know, just in general life, like our breathing is really shallow and, um, we don't get oxygen to our muscles and to our brain. And so when that is not happening, um, we can't think clearly. And we're also going to like tense up and we're not actually going to perform very well either. Um, so taking that nice, like deep intentional breath actually like helps us recenter, refocus and just get back to the present moment. So that would be like the first simple thing to do. Um, we teach our athletes in our programs to have a reset word. So they come up with, um, a word that helps kind of embody how they want to feel. And, uh, they, they go through a process to like find a word that fits. So at the top of that breath, they say their reset word and then on their exhale, um, they let go of the mistake and they also do like a small gesture. So they come up with a gesture just to kind of like tangibly bring them back to the moment. So whether that's like snapping the fingers or tightening the ponytail or whatever it is, um, just to help them connect, like, okay, I'm back in it. And I let that mistake go and I'm here present for the next one. So, yeah. Wow. I absolutely love that. Because it's so easy, like as players, if you make a mistake, it's so easy to be like harping on that for the next 30 minutes. And then you're not even paying attention to the game. Yeah. Like I, it is, that is really wonderful to bring it back, you know, to stay present and to seriously just let it go. Like picture it leaving your body when you take that breath out. Mm -hmm. Love that. What's your word and gesture? Yeah. Good question. My word is present. Um, just to, to be present. And then I put my finger, my, my middle finger, my, my thumb together, just like squeeze them together. And I do have what I'm coaching too. Like I'm, I'm still, I'm a head volleyball coach and like your coaches, like, I mean, playing is one thing and then coaching, I feel like it's almost like more stressful Mm -hmm. because I can't go out there and like play. Um, and so I get in those moments all the time when I'm coaching, we're going into state tomorrow and I'm like, like my, my mistake ritual, like keeps me present. So, yeah. Think about that all the time. I'm like, we always talk about what, how players can say like in the right, right mindset or shift their self-talk or their outward talk. And like, it, no one ever gives coaches that same, uh, <laughs> you know, the same tools. And that sometimes I'm like, there's so much of that communication between coach and player matters. Oh yeah. The same way that our self-talk, I mean, I our outward talk can be negative, you know, or need to, mm-hmm. need to shift too. So I love that. Yeah. Is there any other things for mental training that you would suggest for athletes? Yeah, I would say, um, like visualization, if, if, if they're, if you're not visualizing start now, it's easier than you think it is because we visualize all the time, actually. Like we, when we mentally rehearse things, but a lot of times we mentally rehearse negative things. Yeah. We're like, oh yeah, I'm going to like miss the game winning shot or like my coach is going to pull me out. And so we like actually like create negative stories for ourselves and then like they happen because we visualize them and like we, yeah. 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 So, um, like creating positive, um, like, you know, visualization of not just the skills, like, you know, we know research tells us that like, if you can visualize your, with all five senses, um, doing the skills in the way that you want them to be done, like actually does help us perform better in combination with like actual training. Like I can't just visualize myself, dunking a basketball and I've never done that in my life and then just go out tomorrow and do it. It probably wouldn't happen, but like in combination with like physical training, yeah, that's where the magic happens. But so visualize the skills, but also like put yourself in those common situations that happen. Like if you know, you get nervous when it's going to be a 50, 50 ball and the goalie has the ball and you're like, I'm going to like mess this up. Um, like visually put yourself in that situation and like play it out in your mind and even write it out first, like how you want it to happen 
so that you can like put yourself in the position to be successful and not like shift to the other side of the field and like avoid that situation. Like what would normally happen? So like actually play it out and visualize that even if it's just like five minutes a day, um, because that's what's going to like prep your body and mind for those situations. So that's a huge one. I love that. Um, can you talk a little bit about comparison in sports? Like, especially for women in sports, it's easy to just look at your teammate and be like, Oh, I need to do what, what they're doing. And, or I need to eat how they're eating or, you know, just constantly maybe reflecting on, on your own performance and being like, I'm not as good. It's easy to think about that. So what advice would you get a, give a lady baller who is comparing herself to her teammates and where should they shift their focus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great question. Honestly, comparison isn't something that we're going to like get away from. So I actually hate to say like, stop comparing yourself because like, it's like a biological thing that we do. We like, it's what we, what we're like primed to do is like compare and kind of figure out our role and where we fit, but we can use it to our advantage actually. So a lot of times the tendency is to compare and then like feel bad about ourselves. Like she's so much better than me. And that means that like, I'm not as good. And so some shifts that we've had our athletes really try and focus on is the first one is like compare and realize like she is great. And so am I like her being great actually doesn't make me less great. Um, It actually shows me that it's possible to to be that good, too. And um, especially when it comes to like women, not just in sports, but like in their careers and really in any space, um, we can get into this mindset of like if she has it, then I have less but really it's the opposite. Like if she has it and she's being successful and she's, you know, killing it, that just proves that I can do that too. And the more successful that she is, the more there's an opportunity for me to be successful too. And sometimes it's really hard to see in the moment when it's like, no, there's literally one position and she's playing it and I want it. Um, you know, so we get that a little like mixed up, but if, um, you know, we want to be surrounded by people who are better than us you know, better than us, who can push us and who can, um, who can collectively like improve our skills and our mindset and, you know, lift each other up. So we tell our athletes, like if she can do it, it's proof you can too. Um, yes, she's good. So are you right. And to like shift that back to yourself, like the more that we're focusing on things out of our control, the more anxious we're going to get, um, the more angry we're going to get because we can't control it. The only thing we can control is like our own mindset, our thoughts, our actions. So if we can get back to like, yeah, okay, that's great. Like I I see her, she's doing great. That doesn't take away from what I'm doing. Like I can be inspired by her rather than like pull her down. So use it as inspiration to get back to like, what am I doing? Um, you know, I think that's kind of how we, how we reframe that for athletes. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really important because I know it's easy to see someone it's kind of like mirroring, like you see what they're doing and then it brings out insecurities of your own that like, you know, it, it just brings up that stuff for you. And it's, and it's really nice to have that flip of the script where it's like, actually, she's not, a she's not really competitive with you. It's like, she's inspiring you and that's okay. And that's great. Like that's how everyone on the team gets better too. And if she's great and you're great, like you're only going to have a more successful team, you Mm -hmm. know, I think that's awesome. Um, Is there a piece of advice that you would give a player that is more type A or like a perfectionist? Because it must be, you know, I, I don't, I'm not necessarily type A, but it must be hard. Like if you think that, you know, you can't, nothing's really in your control 
game or like if you mess up, it might something out of routine, it might be harder to come back. But do you have advice for the perfectionists out there? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I would say like, although maybe not every athlete is type a, I have yet to meet a female athlete that doesn't struggle with some like aspect of perfectionism. Like it's not, I think of it as like kind of a spectrum. Like it's not, if you struggle with it, it's like, to what extent does it actually like impact the way you play and show up? Um, and so for perfectionism, I know this sounds might sound like odd, but what we tell our athletes is to have low expectations, but high standards. Um, and like, well, what are you talking about? Like expectations are really important. I have these, all these expectations on myself to like perform in a certain way, but how we reframe it is like expectations are usually the external things, like the number of points you're scoring or like how, how you're performing, like the output, the wins and losses, like all of these things that are technically out of your control, even though we feel like we can influence like winning and losing and and all of that. Like when it comes down to it, there's so many other factors, like the ref and the opponents and your teammates, your coaches, like so many other things. So like the expectations, you know, what we talk to our athletes about are like really out of your control, like these like big outcome related things, but the standards that you hold yourself to in the areas of like work ethic, your preparation, your mindset, how you treat your teammates, like those things are in your control and you can have high standards for yourself in those areas. Um, so you can have a standard for yourself that you're going to give hundred percent of the effort that you have that day. You might have a standard for yourself that like, you're going to make sure that you connect with each of your teammates before every practice, like just check in with them or like give them a high five or whatever. Um, you can have a standard of preparation. So you're making sure that you're preparing for your match or your competition, like the night before and, and the day of you have like routine, like those standards that you have for yourself, like ultimately are going to lead to great outcomes. Like the score will take care of itself is, you know what they say. Um, but when we're focusing on those expectations and like, I have to do this or else, or I need to get score this many points or this many goals, like that's when, again, the anxiety creeps in and we feel like we can't do anything right. And we're, we're our self-worth kind of gets rocked because we're like, now we're tying like our outcome to how we feel about ourselves. So I tell our athletes, like no expectations, like that's out of your control, but you can control the standards that you have for yourself in the areas that are in your control. So that's been helpful. I know for me also, just as an athlete that has struggled with some perfectionism and type A, um, but for our athletes in our programs too. That's great advice. I've never thought of it in that way. And it really is amazing. It's like a fun activity for players to do is to just really re- reflect on what is in your control and what you enjoy doing. And then, like you said, like the score will take care of itself as long as you are giving it your all and like having fun and do- and doing your best, you know, the outcome shouldn't really matter as much. It doesn't really define your success. You were, you know, so I think that that's definitely an awesome piece of advice. Um, and one more question. So what are just one to three simple things that you think athletes can do to build confidence? Mm, Yeah. So the first one, um, like these are activities that I think I just find like super simple and powerful. So, um, the first one is like set a timer for honestly, like three minutes and just write out like all of the past successes that you've had that you're proud of. Like doesn't have to be in soccer necessarily, but like, what are moments in your life where you thought you were going to give up, but you didn't like, um, challenges, struggles, things that, things that you're just like proud of. And we just call this like, um, indexing, like 
your successes and, um, and just kind of taking a moment to, to look back and realize like, dang, like I, I have done some, some awesome things and I'm capable and I've made it through hundred percent of my hardest days so far. And, um, as proof that, that we can, that we can do it again. And so a lot of times, you know, it's just human nature. It's our, it's what we do is we focus on the negative and we focus on like, you know, how we didn't do what we wanted to do. So just like a, a remembering of, of that, like we have done awesome things is just a confidence booster. Um, and so that's, um, one easy thing, another one, and there's like kind of maybe a more of a process behind this, but, um, you know, creating some, some mantras or affirmations. I know that those are buzzword buzzwords right now, but, um, they're just super powerful because our brain takes in like, like everything in our environment. And we say 50,000 things to ourselves a day. And so we want to make sure that like, you know, a good number of those, if possible, are like positive things that are going to help us and productive things that are going to help us like be in the direction of where we want to go. So, um, you know, we have our athletes, um, just write out, like, what do you want? What do you, if, if you could wave a magic wand, like, what would it be like in your sport? What, you know, would would you want to be like that fast, aggressive forward? Would you want to be like the defender that nobody can get past? Like, what is it? And then um, what do you need to be to be that person? And maybe it is just like, I am a fast, aggressive defender, or like, I am a connected, positive teammate. I am a supportive leader. Um, and so sometimes at first you're going to be like, ah, but I'm not yet. But that's the whole point of it. You know, like right out, like I am, um, a, I'm fast on defense and just surround yourself with those messages. So write them on a post-it note, put them in your journal, put them as a lock screen on your phone, like just so that you can continue to remind yourself and surround yourself with messages of like the direction you want to go. So I'd say those are like two simple things to, to build confidence daily or on a, a regular basis. I love I- First one, especially because I feel like we always write down goals and everything, but we never write down things that we've achieved. Um, and it just shows you that, oh, wow, I can't believe I did all this stuff like in my past. And at the time it seemed unrealistic and hard, but like I persevered and I made it happen. So I think that's a really cool tool that we've never heard of. So that's great. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, is there any one more piece of advice? You've given us so much advice, but is there anything that like, if there's one takeaway that you would want our listeners to, to like go home with or, or take on for the rest of their day, what would it be? Oh man. One thing would be that you're not alone. Um, I, I think I mentioned this at the beginning, but you know, and I've, I've heard your three stories as well. And just this feeling like when I was playing that I was the only one that had like that felt anxiety before my game or like I was the only one that felt like my coaches were just like staring at me or hated me when I made a mistake and you're not. And you know, there's so there's, there's so many resources out there right now. And the simplest one would just be to talk about how you're feeling. Um, you know, even if it's just with like a trusted teammate or, or somebody, but just, just know that you're not the only one that is potentially struggling with or facing the things that you're facing right now. So love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And where can our um, listeners find you? Yeah. So Christina is my sister-in-law and we actually run our business together. So um, ChristinaBrian.com is where, where you'll find all of our information. I'm on Instagram at Bree Smedley. So um, hopefully that'll be in the show notes. I know those are <laughs> harder names to, to say and write, but we'll yeah. Put, we'll put it in the link um, 
of the description of this uh, podcast. So, yeah. so fun. awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks Thank for having you. me on.